0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. i tell you when you get a f***ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay. Today is July
0: 28, 2019. 42 days to kick off, but football is here. Oh my gosh, it's been such an exciting weekend. I've been watching game film all weekend. Got like eight hours in yesterday. We've had practice all day today with pads.
1: And it's only 12 days till the first preseason game. I
0: know, right? And then we got hard knocks coming up next week, next yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, which is on the 6th. <laughs> saw that John Gruden clip. That uh, was great. Booger McFarland tweeted to Warren Sapp or somebody, and he was like, you follow me? Because that's what I got John Gruden says all the time. And in that clip, he had said that. He said, you follow me? Are you with me? You with oh, me? Uh, I wonder if it me? was
1: the joke in the locker room. Uh,
0: apparently it was. Oh, gosh, I am so ready. I am so ready. I am so pumped. All these clips, guys have been doing great with the clips. We're getting clips from everybody. Carmen Vitale, Pewter Report, Joe Bucks fan. Uh Mr. Bucks Nation was there doing live broadcasts all weekend. He didn't today, though. That kind of disappointed me because I thought he did a great job. Um Bunch of other people I can't Yeah, I can't just remember. random people yeah. on Twitter. Great clips, man. We were but great now, seeing now. great stuff from the practice today. First full first day with pads. It was good. My favorite one was the Damakangasu beating Ali Marpet, doing a swim move by Ali Marpet and just destroying uh the number thirty two. The running over back 32 is. The running back. Was that thirty-two? Yeah. Just destroy. I mean, just and Sue just looks huge, man. He looks he's a he's a big man.
1: He did. He batted down a pass and really he just like stuck up his arm. Mm-hmm. That was it.
0: That was it. Just yeah, big meat paw coming out. <laughs> And uh Arian said afterwards, and this is always true, the defense does good for the first few practices because offense has got a lot more shit they gotta come up with, but that they gotta think about.
1: Yeah, and you saw Joe Bucks fan almost having a meltdown.
0: Because of Right, Jameis
1: yeah, saying that Jameis had the worst practice that he's ever had the first day. Hey,
0: you can look at that either way. You can look at it as Jameis sucked, or the defense was doing really good. I go with the defense was doing really good
1: which Joe Buck's fan had to be just their mind was just blowing up because <laughs>
0: they didn't want. They
1: were the ones that had the meltdown about us drafting all these quarterback cornerbacks and secondary. <laughs> So it's like, does Jameis suck, or was it a good call on the draft? I I don't know.
0: One of them was just crying, basically, and he said he was gonna. I thought he
1: needed a safe space. Yeah, he was gonna (laughs) turn in his media credentials. He didn't do it.
0: Yeah, I love Joe Buck's fans. You know, they're they're different. Molly doesn't like them so much because they're negative. But all of them are negative. That's how I look at it. I mean, the whole Tampa. Media yeah, but they're, negative.
1: like, negative from the get-go. The other outlets will at least be on board until we start losing, and then they jump ship immediately.
0: The defense looked really good today, I thought. They were. They had some good interceptions. We do have some bad news, though. We have our first injury of the fucking uh, training camp. Safety Orion Stewart messed up his knee. It was pretty bad looking. The, I actually sat there and frame-by-framed the... Where he messed up his knee. It didn't look bad, but his reaction to it was really bad. He yeah, down, he
1: was in a lot of pain. And
0: he was cussing. He was laying there just like, oh my God, F bombs here, F bombs there. He was, he was pretty upset.
1: And got carted off.
0: Got carted off the field. Not good, but you know, we're, we're stacked in the secondary. I mean, it's, a, it's a battle back it's there. It's
1: a good thing we drafted so many guys in the secondary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Take that, Joe Bucks fan. Okay, okay, okay. Fact checks and follow-ups. All right. Follow-up number one. This is a good one. Where did the Kangle hat name come from? Okay. <laughs> it came from the Kangle English Clothing Company. The Kangle is an English clothing company famous for its headwear. The name Kangle reflects the original production where the K was for knitting, the A-N-G was for angora, and the O-L was for wool. Okay. How about that? Makes sense. Now- there's no kangaroos done in Britain. There's no Kangol hat has ever actually been manufactured in Australia, where kangaroos are from. But they did adopt the kangaroo emblem in 1983 because Americans <laughs> go America commonly asked where they could get the kangaroo hat.
1: Oh come on! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have a hard time Kangol. We were talking about that. Yeah. You said you said Kegels. Kegels. Yes. I said kankles.
1: <laughs> Kangaroo. So, so
0: apparently, yeah, it was kangaroo back in the day. Us
1: dumb Americans have a hard time.
0: Best place in the world, thank you. <laughs> Fact check, Greg Olson's son is six years old.
1: Okay, so he's yelling at a six-year-old.
0: He was yelling at him like <laughs> like he stole his wallet or something.
1: He was the worst football player he's ever seen in his life.
0: I, I couldn't imagine yelling at my six-year-old son that way. <laughs> I don't know yell at it, he's 12 now. I, I can't even get him to talk to me, but I couldn't imagine yelling at him like that.
1: I don't know. Maybe it builds character. I think that's the thought.
0: <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> Follow-up. Wally Pip was the name of the player who was replaced by Lou Gehrig. Okay. This is a story that Bruce Arians loves to tell because, like Bruce Arians said, the MVP on the team is the guy that's prepared to take the place of the guy that gets injured. And he tells a story about Lou Gehrig, how Lou Gehrig took the place of Wally Pipp through an injury. Lou Gehrig never did not play again for many, many years. I mean, he had a long streak of play. And nobody knows who Wally Pipp is because Wally Pipp just, he got hurt. Lou Gehrig came in to fill in for him. Lou Gehrig took his place and that was history.
1: You forgot his name, like mid-story. You had to go refer back <laughs> to,
0: to your notes. <laughs> back, I was like, Wally who? That's right?
1: how unremarkable he is. Yeah,
0: and Wally Pip at the time was like an MVP player. But you get hurt, and people will take your place. That's what football and sports in general is all about. I'm not a big fan of you get hurt and you keep your job. No, yeah. I believe because because you know availability is accountability. And guess what? Donovan Smith was out practice today because of an Achilles tweak.
1: First day in pad. First
0: day in pad. And might
1: we add, yesterday he got blowed up by Noah Spence, knocked on his ass. I think his pride was hurt, not his Achilles, but
0: now it, we all saw Now, we all saw the video of Noah Spence putting Donovan Smith on his ass, but that wasn't the only time. It happened more than once. Noah Spence, man, I'm telling you guys, watch out for him. But Donovan Smith... Also, didn't show up for some OTAs because of a flu problem, remember? And Bruce Arians called him out for that. Mm -hmm. He said, Bruce Arians said, yeah, I was feeling sick, but I showed up. Mm -hmm. It just called him out. I'm worried about Donovan Smith.
1: I am too. I don't know how well he's going to do in a team where people are called out like that.
0: Right. If you look at the list of players that were out today, no veterans except Donovan Smith. He's the only veteran that didn't practice today. Everybody else showed up.
1: Justin Evans did he practice?
0: Besides Justin Evans, and he doesn't you know, count. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't believe in talking crap about people on the team,
1: except for Donovan Smith.
0: Well, you know, it, it's an accountability <laughs> thing. I'm not saying let's get rid of Donovan Smith, and I'm not saying let's get rid of Justin Evans. But like I said, I watched film all weekend, and man, I just John, Justin Evans just is not good, and. He he you know, if he's not gonna play in practice, there's no way he's gonna make the team. Yeah,
1: I don't think so either. No he needs to way. find a way to get on the field and that's the only way he's gonna keep his job.
0: Get on the field and show up like this defense is showing up. I mean, these guys are out here knocking balls down.
1: Yeah, oh my- to the point where media outlets like Joe Bucks fan are saying Jameis Winston's having his worst practice ever.
0: Yeah, it's not Jameis Winston, it's his secondary. Uh Ev- Mike Evans did catch a few balls, I don't know, but that's Mike Evans. And it's just yeah, gonna make we can the secondary better you know, having to cover Mike Evans during practice. Yeah, you, get, you can excuse that. If he only makes two touchdowns, that's, <laughs> that's, holding, that's holding Mike and Evans. Mike and Evans.
1: Mike and Evans. <laughs> Mike and Ikes.
0: Follow-up. We had talked about all the wide receivers that have played under Drew Brees and how Drew Brees makes those around him better.
1: Yeah, because Michael Thomas is holding out. He wants all this money.
0: That's right. And we had said Michael Thomas is not.
1: He ain't shit.
0: He ain't nothing. It's, it's Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Yeah. Here are the players that have played under Drew Brees. Oh,
1: gosh. You're going to go through this list, and I'm like, yeah, I remember that guy.
0: Right, yeah. Lance Moore. Yep. Marquise remember Colston. Him. Yep. Kenny Stills. Yep. Brandon Cooks. Yep. Robert Meacham. Now, this one you're not going to know. Devery Henderson.
1: Okay. I don't know him.
0: Michael Thomas. Ted Jen, Ginn. Cameron yep. Meredith.
1: I don't remember him.
0: Willie Sneed. Yes. Yes.
1: What happened to him?
0: Disappeared. He
1: ain't playing for Drew Brees anymore. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Lance Moore had 1,041 yards in 2012. He goes to Pittsburgh Steelers in 2014, gets 198. Oh my gosh. Then he but goes, he got
1: paid probably when he yes, went in Pittsburgh. Did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then he goes to Detroit in 2015. Oh God. Gets 337 yards. Okay.
1: Detroit is almost like the Browns, where people, <laughs> NFL players, their career goes to die.
0: Hey, I like Detroit because we played them in that division and they were always tough. So then we have Marquise Colson. Now, he played his whole career with the New Orleans Saints from 2006 to 2015. Nine years. Ten years. Ten years. So you can't compare him because he didn't go anywhere else and suck. Yeah. Kenny Stills. Now, he had 931 yards with New Orleans Saints in 2014. Goes to Miami, gets a big-ass contract, has not eclipsed 800 yards since.
1: Is he still there?
0: Still there. Brandon Cooks. He's an outlier. He actually got more yards with the Rams in 2018 than he did with the Saints. Robert Meacham. He goes from 722 yards in 2009 to 207 yards with, then he goes to the Chargers, and he gets 207 yards. <laughs> so so then he goes back to the New Orleans.
1: So he goes from 722 yards to 207,
0: 207. yards. Then he comes back to New Orleans, and he doesn't do crap. And then his, They're
1: mad at him for leaving. Right. He's trying yeah. to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Drew Brees is kind of a dick like that. Ted Gin Gin,
1: Gin. Is it Ginn? Yes. He's with the Panthers now.
0: No, what? he's played for Miami, San Francisco, Carolina, Arizona. He's been at Carolina twice. And now he's at New Orleans. Now he had. He's seven- still
1: with New Orleans. Now, in 2019.
0: You're gonna make me look this up, aren't yeah. you?
1: Yeah, I just want to make sure.
0: I know he he did really good at uh, Carolina because he was the only one they had to throw to there for a while. He is still with New Orleans. Okay. Well, he was with New Orleans last year. Whether he's there this year, let me look. Let me look.
1: Yep. Still there.
0: Yes. He's right behind Michael Thomas. Not right behind him on a depth chart, but he's the right he's wide receiver. Number two. Yeah, yeah. He had 790 yards in Miami in 2008, and he's never eclipsed that with New Orleans. He got 787 in 2017. Cameron Meredith actually played better with Chicago in 2016. He had 888 yards. He came to New Orleans in 2018, had 114. He is the star second-string slot receiver for New Orleans now. So you can definitely make a case that wide receivers that play with New Orleans, with Drew Brees, don't do as good when they go somewhere else. Right. And this year, they're not going to do crap because our defense is the
1: bomb.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited about our defense. Who was it? We were watching the press conference. It was Buchanan, I think. No, 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 Shaquille Shaquille Barrett. Uh Uh-huh. He said, I've played in three, four defenses before, and this is like nothing I've ever seen. Boom. Thank you. I'm I'm going with my prediction that this defense is going to be unreadable. You're not going to be able to read it.
1: Which is phenomenal against somebody like Drew Brees, who has seen everything because he's so old. Mm -hmm. He has been through so much NFL football.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. With Drew Brees, what you got to do is you just got to stop those short underneath throws. That's what Drew Brees is all about. Drew Brees is not a down the field thrower, especially late in the season. After eight games, you know he's out there with his walker. He's he's <laughs> he's throwing three yards down the field. Now,
1: when you say these short underneath throws, do you mean the intentional grounding when he's in the middle of getting sacked? <laughs> oh, is God. that what you're talking about? Oh,
0: don't don't get me angry. <laughs> these refs have got to start calling him for these. Intentional they will grindings. never. I know.
1: Never. They haven't thus far.
0: But, yes, Drew Brees has seen everything. I mean, the guy's been in the league since, what, 1432 or something? Like before football has even been a thing. So he's seen everything. And I think they're going to throw some really crazy looks at him. But even still, I mean, we played New Orleans hard.
1: Yeah, every year. Every year. Even with our shitty defense.
0: Yeah, with our shitty teams and our shitty defenses we've had for the past decade, you know, it's not unusual for us to split with New Orleans.
1: We did last year.
0: Oh, me and you watched that, uh, the first game. Yeah. I fell one. asleep. Yeah. She, you did. <laughs> but I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like, oh my. And I'm like, like elbowing her.
1: And I'm like, what I missed. <laughs> so
0: then I started talking with the baby. I'm like, hey, did you see that? She's getting all excited. Yeah. She's like, yeah. And Mike. She, yes, that's all she knows. She, she knows Mike Evans. Mike. <laughs> Is that Mike? She loves Mike Evans. Can't blame her. So, uh, New Orleans, I think throwing the kitchen sink at them was going to be great. And we have got the guys to stop that underneath the shit. I I really think our big our Achilles heel is going to be deep balls.
1: You think that what do you think about Camara? Because he kicked our ass last year. We had uh -uh. problems with Christian McCaffrey. I mean,
0: yeah, they're gonna do well, but I mean
1: but if they're not running up the middle, they run to the side.
0: Right. We've got fast, man. We've got so much speed on this team. It's crazy how much speed we have on this team. And plus, please God, please teach these guys how to tackle. I spent all weekend reviewing film, and just the tackling was just so atrocious with us. This whole diving at the legs shit.
1: I cannot believe they did not tackle in practice.
0: I know. It Who was it that said, uh, a Pewter Report, tweeted out, said, "Fact In big letters, there has been more actual hitting and tackling in the last 30 minutes of this Bucks camp's practice than there was in the last three years with Dirk Cutter's training camps combined.
1: How did we not know that?
0: Because the uh, Tampa Bay media is, I don't know, maybe too busy with their craniums up their rectums. (sighs) They're trying to get that Gerald McCoy interview. That's what they're worried about. Yeah, apparently. They don't tell us crap like that. Or that Deshaun Jackson was a prima donna in the locker room causing all kinds of trouble until...
1: A year later. A
0: year later. Yeah. Come on, media. Step up your game. Yeah, so what I saw with the defense today was just great. And what was really exciting to see was when something would happen, a guy would make a play... The whole defense was running around, jumping up and down, and being excited about it. Because I've talked to you about this. We, we talked on the podcast about how, you know, our defense just seemed like when somebody would play, it would just be like, meh. Uh, they did have the, where they'd get together and do the group celebrations during sacks and stuff like that. But, you know, they wouldn't help each other up. You know, when somebody make a good tackle, it was just kind of like, meh. Watching game film this weekend, I actually saw two times that somebody helped somebody up on our team. You know, one of our teammates helped another teammate up twice.
1: Only two times.
0: Only two times. Both of them were the Vita Vea.
1: He was helping somebody else up? Yeah. He just got so much strength. He can like pass help- it around. To He's the helping whole team everybody
0: and- else up. I didn't see him do a whole lot during practice, but I did see him, a couple video clips of him on some one on one drills where he was just killing people. Uh, Jensen.
1: You cannot put him one on one with people.
0: No, uh, actually, we have a video coming out. It's going to be on YouTube probably tomorrow night with me and Molly. It's going to be on VitaVe. We got the film all cut up. Hopefully, we'll head out tomorrow night. Exciting, exciting guy. I tell you, man, he is. I've, I've never seen anybody on film as good as him. Just as exciting and strong. No, he came he up. He is
1: so strong. He just bull rushes people. It's crazy. You can't overpower him. No, you, not even with two guys. No,
0: two guys on him have they struggle. He
1: can throw two guys at once.
0: Mm-hmm. We have video clips of him throwing two guys. It's crazy, and it's not like he's doing this against scrubs. He's doing this against the best lineman in the league.
1: Yeah, this is during games.
0: The way he beats up the Dallas Cowboys—that—that that is what—that's the game where I went, "Holy shit, this guy is the bomb."
1: That's one of the best offensive lines in the league.
0: Yes, and he he just he and he they're tri-
1: bruisers. It's not just
0: right. Yeah, they're know, not they're, they're not athletes. They're, yeah, they're strong men, huge. And he just beat the crap out of them.
1: Only guy on the line that oh, can
0: do that. Only one. Yeah, <laughs> a JPP had a couple of, but they it wasn't power moves. He had uh, some finesse moves that where he got around yeah. some guys. But other than that, no,
1: he's got some experience playing them too.
0: Yes, that's the game where he started playing on the uh, left defensive end. And he switched. He all, he normally played on right defensive end, and during that game, he played left defensive end. And I was like, "Is he doing this because he's scared of Williams?" <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys left tackle. Yeah. And, but then for the rest of the season, he played a lot of left defensive end. So
1: he had PTSD. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Charles Williams is nothing to fucking shake a stick at. Is it?
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know who it is. I'm thinking Redskins. That's true. Yeah, Rams. I
1: think
0: the Redskins. Tyron Smith. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, Tyron Smith is just probably one of the best left tackles in the league as far as pure power goes. Yeah, so so JPP was like, I'm not going against this guy. I'm going on the other <laughs> I don't side. I Left Nassib to play against him, and Nassib just got his butt whooped the whole game. But anyhow, yeah, they manhandled everybody on that line. Speaking of the line, Donald Penn, our old left tackle who I was a big fan of. I I don't
1: think we should have let him go.
0: No, no. Lovey Smith came in, and his first course of action was he released the whole offensive line, all of them. He released Donald Penn, Ted Larson, Jeremy Zuda. Davin Joseph. Davin Joseph. I have never seen anything like that, and I was freaked out. The media in Tampa Bay didn't say a word about it.
1: No, because they're the ones that got him in.
0: Yeah, they wanted Lovey Smith. They were all of Lovey Smith's butt. But I have never seen anything like that. When, how, you just get rid of the whole offensive line. And this is a Pro Bowl offensive line. I mean, they had one bad year, but I would chalk that more up to Glennon, who would take a sack before he would throw a ball. And he gets rid of the whole offensive line. And everybody just kind of ignored that. And I was like, and we've been dealing with that since. Donald Penn is still playing. That's incredible to me. But he went and visited with the Redskins this weekend.
1: Right, because their left tackle, Trent Williams.
0: Who is awesome.
1: Is holding out.
0: Which is awesome. Can <laughs> <laughs> we we're, play the Redskins this year?
1: I don't know, but we're in Redskins country, so uh, we are hate, never mad hate, when they Hate implode. the Redskins.
0: Hate them. Not my my most hated team, but
1: they're up there. They're up there. Their fans only show up probably the first three weeks until they start losing, and then you don't see a Redskins jersey the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: yeah, they go into hiding. No, we do not play the Redskins this year, which is strange. We we play the Redskins quite often because we seem to be staying with them as far as win losses are concerned. Yeah. But he, Penn, had visited with the Giants or Detroit. I can't remember who, but he's. What two? Thirty He's in his thirties. and
1: he's a dinosaur.
0: He's a he's a dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> Molly's saying that because she's in what? that in that range. Are, are you
1: gonna say my age? <laughs> are you really gonna do that? That's why I said.
0: You? That's why I said range. In that range. Yeah, that range encompasses twenty to thirty
1: five. Okay, and I'm at the upper of that range. I did
0: not say that. <laughs> you said those were yours.
1: I'm thirty one. I'm okay with saying it. I'm not that old where you can't like. Am I that old where you can't say?
0: I thought I was 52. (laughs) Wow. No. Why Uh. did you
1: lose track? You know, the Chinese, like when you're born, you're one immediately.
0: Let's get back to football. Well,
1: one man's trash is another man's treasure, (laughs) as Cam Newton told us this weekend.
0: Did you see that? (laughs) Cam Newton looking like a fool.
1: He looks weird. He looks crazy. Did you see him
0: at the Walmart
1: with those white overalls and like a fanny pack?
0: Was that really him at Walmart? If it wasn't him, it was a dude that looked exactly Exactly like him. He's wearing.
1: And this just goes to what we were talking about with the whole review of All or Nothing. He looks freaking crazy. What is oh. wrong with the way he dresses? I
0: forgot to get that you know, audio. And
1: my and- brother is a Panthers fan and Ooh. was texting me this weekend talking shit about the All or Nothing series. He <laughs> was. So I just tweeted back and or I texted him back and I said. You know, Cam really did show some flashes of being a legit quarterback. If only they showed as much of that as they did of him getting dressed.
0: <laughs> he is all about his style. Oh,
1: my, how much? And speaking of one man's trash <laughs> is, is another man's treasure. His wardrobe.
0: <laughs> that is his wardrobe. <laughs> I can it. He's just...
1: What the... What is but up But you him? know what? Carolina fans love him for it.
0: No, they love him because... He got him to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. They don't love him because of his wardrobe. And they
1: think it's going to happen again.
0: It's never going to happen it's again. Not it's happen done. Again. It's done. He's done. He was in there was a picture posted of him at Walmart. He's wearing a white coveralls with a fanny pack, and, and no, no shirt. shirt.
1: No and no shirt. One of his weird hats again with like a feather.
0: Yeah. Just just insanity. So anyhow, Jerry McCoy is obviously doing some video work and Cam Newton comes running up behind him and you could look at Gerald McCoy's face when it happens. Yeah,
1: he looks super uncomfortable the whole time. Very
0: un- cuz Gerald McCoy's not used to other people taking the limelight.
1: No, and he's very careful about his image.
0: Yes. And <laughs> Cam Newton comes running up looking like a maniac. His hair is all over the place and he's like, "I got something to say. Another man's trash is another man's treasure." And he runs off like a he looked like a uh, an ostrich. In those white pants. It it was just really strange. It
1: was weird. Yeah. And McCoy looks uncomfortable the entire time. I've
0: been if somebody else called me trash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Like Kim didn't really think about how that was gonna come off. <laughs> Look, it's gonna be it a us, meme though.
0: It took us less than a half hour to start talking about McCoy. You did. I did not say <laughs> no, a word. You brought him up first. I you did. Him up okay, first. you're right. But he's gonna fit in, right? He's gonna fit in there. It's gonna be a battle of the attention whores. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. i tell you how it's going to go. We're thinking about going to Carolina for the Thursday night game. Week
1: two. Week
0: two. I really, really want to go. It's about
1: a five-hour drive for us. It's not that far. I've
0: never been to the Panther Stadium. No. Which kind of freaks me out when I thought about it. All the stadiums I've been to, I've never been to the Carolina Panther it's Stadium. It's pretty close. I know. Yeah. How does that even happen? So we're thinking about going. And uh, I, w- I really want to see uh, Jerry McCoy get put on his butt quite a few times. I'm thinking no sacks, no tackles. Definitely not going to get any tackles. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would say he'd get a tackle over a sack. Like, he's more likely to get a tackle than a sack. Really? Yeah.
0: Let's say he gets, like, six sacks a year on average. He gets, like, ten tackles a year (laughs) on average. So, yeah. It's really
1: a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a crapshoot.
0: (laughs) So, that's the Gerald McCoy news. (laughs) We should have a segment okay. Gerald McCoy News.
1: Ralph can't let go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you know, it's not. This is a big thing because, one, there's a lot of Gerald McCoy haters out there.
1: Clos- you know? That were, have been closeted for years.
0: Yes. But they couldn't come out because they come out. Everybody calls them names. And they just get gang piled on. So that's going to be interesting. And and I am of the camp that Gerald McCoy was way overrated. And this is, we're going to find out who was right and who was wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll fucking take it. Yeah. I'll take it.
1: Are you nervous about being wrong?
0: Not really. I've seen so much film that I, he's a prima donna. Too much dancing. I mean, he's got his pluses. He's fast. He's wily. But if you play tough, he's done. Yeah. He's done. And I think we're going to play tough this year. If, if, if cutter was still our coach i'd be worried but arians likes to play head games and i think he's going to probably have mccoy and most likely cam and ron rivera over in a corner crying by (laughs) halftime
1: i think he'll have cam's number
0: he's got cam's number
1: it's it's i mean mark duffner had cam's number
0: well cam did have a hurt arm Was
1: injured at that point yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to say...
1: So, do you think if he was not injured, he would have beat us?
0: No. No, at that point, what happened to us the first half of the season was Mike Smith. Mike Smith is what happened to us. And we, me and you both were of the opinion, don't fire Mike Smith. Now, if you're not a regular listener to our podcast, we will never ask for anybody to be fired. Mike Smith sucked.
1: And you really did see it after he left.
0: Well, you could you could see it there in the almost table.
1: immediately.
0: Yes, I mean he he phoned it in. Yeah. But our thing is, hey, hold them accountable. You know, they're they're part of the team. You don't want to you don't want to be against the team. And they're part of the team, so you don't want to be against them.
1: And th- that kind of attitude snowballs uh, almost.
0: Yes, once it becomes that, it becomes, "Hey, let's fire this guy, and it's us fire this guy. Oh, no. this guy sucked this game. Let's fire him." And then everything. And there's becomes-
1: actually a Freakonomics study that they did where firing coaches most of the time didn't really make a difference. No. And we've seen that the last ten years,
0: right? Yes. Well, I mean, we're we're working on it. We're shuffling our deck of coaches. And we don't give them enough time, and we're constantly—as soon as they screw up, it's like, fire them, fire them, fire them. Yeah. So we try to keep away from that. I'm not going to call out Justin Evans and say he needs to be fired. I'm not going to say Donovan Smith needs to be fired. I would not say that Mike Smith needed to be fired. But we need to call him out and say, hey, we see what you're doing. It's not good.
1: Yeah, you Straighten need to be better. Straighten up,
0: Yes. So that's what happened to us. The first half of the season. So it kind of, it
1: kind of, with the fan base, goes from zero to sixty. Like it goes from, oh, they're fine to let's fire them immediately. Yeah,
0: that's the that's the answer. Yeah, the answer is fire people. Right. No, that's not the answer. The answer is make them want to play better.
1: Give them the opportunity to fix it. If they don't, mm-hmm. then
0: they're gone. Mm-hmm. Arians talked about. <laughs> I love this. He was at the uh, press conference yesterday. Everybody was like, Oh, this did this this team this this person played well, this side of the ball did good. And he was like, Hey, look, look, look. We don't even have pads on yet. We're getting ready to put pads on tomorrow and we're gonna find out who the real football players are. We're gonna separate the football players from the soccer players. Oh
1: my god, I love that. <laughs> I and then he had another gem today which oh, was just... even better. His press conferences are, the are truly the only ones worth watching because they're the only ones that you get any real information from. You watch Jameis and he's saying the same shit he said last year. Although I
0: will say this, Jameis was so excited Saturday. He's a lot
1: happier. Yes, I was glad he's to see that. Happier. It's good to see
0: the attitudes come out. But
1: like the words. players like you see Peyton Barber you see Shaq, Barrett, all these guys and it's just the same canned responses that they've mm-hmm. always had. So, but BA said today practice was a bit raggedy and some of the dudes put on pads and quote they pooped themselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was I think he was talking about the offensive line there because I don't know. The question was uh, a defensive lineman coming free. And, but I mean, we were blitzing from everywhere. I mean, MJ Stewart was coming in, Carlton Davis was coming in, uh, yeah, Devin White coming in. There was, there but were...
1: the offensive line didn't look great yesterday. We saw Donovan Smith on his fucking ass.
0: Well, that's Donovan Smith. I, I don't know when he's ever gonna look great,
1: you know. And then today, it's not that much better with the guys on pat in paths.
0: Well, if Sue got by Ali Marpet easy today,
1: I even see him get past Allie Like we watched it I, I, three or four times, I, yeah. And it's just like they snap the ball, and then Sue was in the backfield. Sue field. was in the backfield. The running back actually and the running back ran into, into him. him. Yeah. Keep your head up, buddy. I don't know who that was, number thirty-two.
0: <laughs> head on a swivel. But he, I looked at it from a number of different angles. Which again, I want to give kudos out to everybody. That's uh, I
1: love everybody tweeting oh, clips of it. it it's it's
0: beautiful. This is the first year. Uh, used to I would depend on what the buck. What the Buck used to do a lot of video from training camp. And then a lot of the other, uh, Joe Bugs and then Pewter Report started doing it. But this is the first year where I've seen multiple fans. I'm, I'm getting like five angles from every play. Yeah. And it's really, really great. Keep the good work up, guys. Who? What number were you looking at? Number
1: 32 just ran right into... Ellington, Andre Ellington, Andre Ellington ran, in ran right, right in into
0: Sue. Well, Sue was just standing there. Like, I know, at, And, at and He just
1: runs into him.
0: Yeah, but he got by Ali Marpet. Ali Pet actually went, which I give credit to Ali Marpet on this. When you miss your block, you keep on blocking the next guy. You yeah. don't turn around. Never, ever turn around.
1: What? You he, don't watch the quarterback <laughs> at tackle? <Town Hall?
0: laughs> you don't. You don't you pull don't a Donovan it? Smith. What? Right. And he went and he started blocking Devin White, but he. It appeared to me that Sue did a swim move past Marpet, got in the backfield almost at the handoff. Andre Ellington ran right into him and basically fell down.
1: What else can you do?
0: Yeah, Sue's a big man.
1: I just felt like... It was to the point, it looked like he should just pick up Andre Ellington and hold him (laughs) like a little baby. (laughs) It's such a difference in the size.
0: It did look that way. It did. You know, and and this was filmed, all the film I saw was basically at ground level, and Sue just looks so much bigger than everybody else, and not, he doesn't look fat at all. No, he's very
1: fit. He's just a monster. He's just huge.
0: Molly saw a picture of Noah Spence the other day, and she was just like, oh, my God. He looks like like a a,
1: Greek god. Adonis, I think he said. Yeah, he's just chisel. I think it was him. I just saw, like, an arm and bicep, and it was just enormous. I was like, what the?
0: If he steps up to his potential, man, I'm telling you guys, we're looking at a Von Miller-type player, elite level. So be excited about that. Why he wasn't playing the past, oh, God, you know, I, I, get, I get angry at the coaching staff, I get angry at the media. Why isn't why have we not known what happened? I mean, Noah Spence comes out, he's he looks great. He looks great. He played great, and then all of a sudden disappears. He's getting like five snaps a game after that. What happened? And then we hear some whispers that him and Buckner. Buckner, the defensive line coach, didn't get along or so. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Personal issues.
0: Yes immaturity, I've heard that. Yeah. I
1: feel like now that we're out of the cutter coaching regime, we can see the things that were wrong with it. I do think that we are kind of blinded a little bit by our loyalty to the team. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I I wear pewter pewter glasses.
1: So then you don't see the forest for the trees. So a lot of times I'm like, oh, what were they doing here? Now I can see it before.
0: Give me an example. What are you talking about?
1: Like Noah Spence. It just seems like a you could go, a
0: little bit of a little bit what a
1: yeah, little doing, what a what bit of a little
0: Especially if Noah Spence comes out and just blows it up this year like I think yeah. he's going to.
1: Or like the Deshaun Jackson thing. Like, what was right. going on? Yes. How were you not able to mitigate all this? Like, yes. What was the issue there where you did not have enough control of your locker room to be able to solve that conflict or deal with it in a, in or a constructive Or even recognize way? it. Or even recognize it. Yeah, I don't feel like they recognized it at all. Cutter did say at one point they had like a sit down between Jackson and Jameis. But I'm like, what good does that do? How much good is that really doing? Anyway, I do feel like Arians is so much better at dealing Oh, with heads,
0: heads and shoulders above. Yeah. Any coach we've had since Dungy.
1: Speaking of, did you? there's a clip of Todd Bowles doing the drills with the defense. No. Yeah, I watched it. uh
0: uh-uh. uh. Wait, is he, like, actually doing the drills himself? Yeah. Oh, Where? I thought he was. Oh. There he is. There he is.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, he's got some feet. Yeah, I'm going to retweet it. I'll retweet it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I know.
1: So I just, I feel like this coaching staff just had such a different connection to the team.
0: Yeah. Check out the Twitter. It's at Bucks underscore observer. You can see Todd Bowles doing drills with defense. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It was really cool. I'm just going to go through my Twitter right now. My okay. We're doing, so we we're
0: don't. doing the, the Twitter bookmarks feed now.
1: Yeah. Um, Mike Evans is number 53 on the NFL top 100.
0: Here's what, hold on. Hold, 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 I got to say something about this. It's okay. way too low. Yeah, and it's because our team sucked. We are record sucked. Mike Evans is the second best wide receiver in the league. Yeah,
1: he should be top twenty, I think minimum. Minimum. Next year, Mi- we'll see. Minimum. Yeah. So we had Gerald McCoy at seventy five, JPB at sixty five, and then Mike Evans at right. fifty three. Okay. Hey. So it's a little more love, I feel like, than we've gotten in years past. Yeah.
0: Hey, for a five and uh, eleven team. Eleven team. Yeah. So far, we've got three players. Well, if Mike Evans is 53, nobody. I don't
1: feel like we're getting anybody else Yeah, we're not getting anybody else,
0: that. yeah. Who else should be on there? Mm.
1: Maybe Jameis.
0: You know what? Offensive linemen don't get enough love. You know, Marpet no, Mar- no. should be on this list.
1: Yeah, but the, I don't think offensive linemen get below 50.
0: That's a shame. Or above 50. That's a shame. Because that's what I watch on film all the time. Is yeah, the you linemen. watch the trenches. I love the trenches.
1: But I think, Mike, that was too low. Way too low. He should have been top 20 at least, but, mm. you know, I think hey, B.A. is going to make him that much better.
0: I, you know, I was talking about B.A. putting him in the slot,
1: um, which I think is Who is it? Scotty Miller and Chris Godwin? when they're saying, has been playing in the slot.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was getting ready to say, during practice, that's who I've seen. But... I don't think BA is going to show his hand.
1: Oh no, you can't! Uh-uh. I don't think they do. I think only dumb coaches will show their hand in training camp. Yes,
0: with all the cameras around and yeah. all the fans and everything. Right now, I'm we're sure just...
1: that they send moles to everyone else's training camp. <laughs> I, I would. would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a mole.
0: <laughs> Hire me! I'll go to the Saints <laughs> training camp. <laughs> But, uh, I was, like I said, I was watching game film this weekend and I did notice that Evans was in the slot a couple of times. Okay. Yeah.
1: So maybe they'll switch it up a little bit.
0: Yes. I, w- I would say if he just did it 30% of the time, that would be awesome. What I saw was maybe two plays, maybe three in eight games. So it's not; it wasn't a whole lot by yeah. any stretch, but it did happen.
1: That might be their tricky shit that they pull out. Yeah, well, Cutter well, we was pretty really did.
0: Cutter was pretty good with his tricky stuff. I loved Cutter's plays. Cutter designed really good plays. Yeah, really, really. Did. I think
1: he's a good coordinator.
0: He's an excellent coordinator. I don't the shit not he did so with much a head coach. The shit he did with OJ Howard was. Genius level, I think.
1: So, what do you think about B.A., how he's going to use O.J. Howard?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, he, he has he's some He's never had some
1: tight ends like that. He's,
0: and he said that. He's, yeah. He said, I've never had tight ends like
1: that. But don't you think it's kind of like, ooh, I get a new toy to play with? You know? <laughs> I
0: hope so. Because we got two of the best tight ends in the league. Oh, yeah.
1: I know. Cam Bright, say what you want about him. But him and James have some chemistry. And he's oh. been our highest scoring tight end for red a couple zone, of years. Red right? zone yeah. monster. Yeah. Absolutely. The Buck staff at training camp—they've been wearing shirts that say "One Team, One Cause," which I want to get into this because
0: yeah, we were talking. We
1: touched this. on this with the Panthers "All or Nothing." Mm-hmm. If you look at their marketing material,
0: it's all over the place.
1: It's all over the place. Every after every game, there's a different slideshow with a different slogan. Mm-hmm. There are different slogans all over all the over facilities the in the meeting rooms. It's all different. And there's a lot of things you can point at for their collapse last season. And I would say their lack of cohesive message was probably one of them.
0: It could have been, yeah.
1: I mean, marketing, I, it is marketing. It's how you reach people. It's mm-hmm. how you get people to do things. It's th- important. And I think it's really underrated. I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I would kind of disagree with you there in the sense that I think these guys they've gone through high school, they've gone through college, they've had this crap shoved down their face, all these slogans. I think they just block it out. I want to look we we talked about this. I want to look at Bill Belichick and yeah. the, the the Patriots <laughs> And see if they have these slogans up everywhere. I don't think they do.
1: Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's too much. It's too much. If you much, get yeah. too yes. many of these slogans, I think you have to have a very succinct.
0: Yes, if you're going to do cohesive
1: it. Cohesive message. If you're going to do it. Exactly. You've
0: got to have a cohesive and message. And so
1: you saw with the All or Nothing with Arizona Cardinals every, uh, where Berserians...
0: Oh, I was thinking. When, yeah,
1: when Bruce Arians was on the show, it was trust, loyalty, respect. I mean, those are very. It's a very simple message. Mm-hmm. It's not a different thing every week. Right. It's and he preached a lot about we want a ring. That's what we want. That's what the ring. We don't want a trophy. The ring. We want a ring. We want the ring. And so it was very like goal oriented. And so I'm happy to see the Bucks. Well, Staff, them dressing in something that says "One Team, One Cause."
0: Well, didn't didn't we have with Arians? It's the same thing. The,
1: yeah, the, trust, loyalty, respect. I think he had that put up.
0: So we have trust, loyalty, respect. One team, one cause. Right. Maybe that's getting into too Do much. Do you think that
1: two? That's too much.
0: Two is too much. <laughs> yeah, I know you gotta have. They're a unified... little down
1: football brains. Two <laughs> slogans, too much. You, you just said need that. The one. I didn't say that. <laughs> I heard you. I don't know. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Molly said they had little dumb football branch.
1: No, but I'm saying like, okay, so you have through the facility, through the organization, one team, one cause. And then how you get there is trust, loyalty, respect. That's how we treat each other. <laughs>
0: okay. It's a
1: means to an end.
0: Okay, let's go with that.
1: I don't think the two are necessarily about thing. I do think a different message for each subgroup, for each room. I think that's trouble.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the Carolina Panthers, yeah,
1: they had no cohesion. Note, it was
0: like every episode they had new slogans everywhere. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Joe Buck's fan came out with a series of articles, they were the pulse of the fans at training camp. It was very interesting. I loved it. I love seeing it.
0: Because?
1: Because there was a lot of positivity, a lot of hype for B.A. The, the
0: fans are excited. The fans
1: are excited. You couldn't and we tell are it too, from the
0: media. The media no, is all not like at all. poo-pooing over yeah. everything.
1: But we are hyped. Yeah. We are ready. Everyone believes in Bruce Arians. We're all buying in.
0: That's right. Bruce,
1: Bruce. Bruce is going to take <laughs> us to the promised land.
0: One bad thing that happened. Did we talk about this earlier about uh Orion Stewart? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Stewart got here.
1: Okay. Uh, There was another injury too. Uh, rookie wide receiver Demarcus Lodge, he was injured as well. He wasn't participating on the second day of practice and there's not really a sign of what's holding him out. That's what Greg Allman tweeted on the 27th. So Mm. I don't know that we've gotten any update. I haven't looked really because he's kind of a minor player.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Campfire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The kicking game is getting really interesting. Is
0: it? Because has Gay kicked
1: yet? Yes. They've both kicked, and they've both been they've phenomenal. Both kicked today. I don't know if today, but...
0: I know. I know. Santos kicked yesterday. Andy yeah. kicked today. He's missed one out of... Like, I wanna, I wanna eight say
1: or nine. 10 each day, and, yeah. And Gay, it was the same <clears> thing. But Gay, he kicked so hard, he went, like, over the post.
0: Well, they talked about it. Bruce Arians was talking about it, and he said there was actually... He dented the goal post.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a true kicking competition and I would not be surprised if they keep both of these guys
0: You're, You keep two kickers
1: I don't know I mean they're both I don't I don't know how you even pick
0: Yeah, uh, Santos kicked a 53 yarder today. Yeah, they're He kicked all he did all of his today, didn't miss a one, ended with 53.
1: Yeah. They're both doing phenomenal.
0: I ha- I haven't heard anything about gay kicking this Yeah, weekend. I think
1: that he kicked on Saturday. And did as well as Cairo. Like he missed one, and it was a long one. Pretty
0: sure he didn't kick yesterday. No, he did. Okay. Uh, Vincent Testaverde, the son of former Tampa Bay quarterback Vincent Testaverde. (laughs) Did I slur that? He signed today with the Buccaneers. This is according to Adam Schefter. Uh, The younger Testaverde threw for 1,714 yards and 11 touchdowns in his lone year at Alabama. Albany. What did I say? Alabama? Alabama. <laughs> yeah, not even, close. not even close. Where is Albany?
1: In New York. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you need to practice your geography. So,
0: anyhow, we signed to him.
1: Yeah. The second
0: test of we've had.
1: Yeah. He was here during, I think, rookie, rookie mini camp.
0: Mm. Well, with uh, Fitzgerald. Hurt
1: right with his volleyball injury.
0: Volleyball, injury. it's like
1: Conor all over again. Remember if gonna,
0: that? If, if you're good, yeah,
1: towards ACL playing basketball.
0: If you're gonna have that, man, we're not, we don't want you on the team.
1: Yeah, we don't have time for all that.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna hurt yourself doing extracurricular stuff, this is a real man sport. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They've moved MJ Stewart from practicing with the safeties to now he's in the cornerbacks room.
0: I wonder if they'll move him back with Orion Stewart getting hurt. I know,
1: right? But, you know, it, it's good having that kind of versatility in a player, maybe.
0: Oh, Bruce Arians loves versatility. Yeah. All about oh, we talked about
1: that, too, with their hybrid players. Yes.
0: But that's what I think. I think everybody, except for the cornerbacks, the outside cornerbacks, Everybody else is in the mix. It's yeah. They are going to play all different kind of positions. So like Vita Veya is going to play defensive end at times. Yeah. He'll play outside linebacker. Uh,
1: He'll be in coverage sometimes. No, please God, <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> we tried that last year. It was stupid.
1: <laughs> he can jump like three inches.
0: That's on a good day. <laughs> if he's wearing those springy shoes. The Bucks have reached the injury settlement with uh, quarterback Jalen Jalen Allison and wide receiver Xavier Ubosi. Yeah. Yeah, they got cut a while back. That sucks. I didn't know they were injured. I think yeah, it's just that's a, thing. a thing.
1: Yeah, my, Yeah, mm. I think so, too. Get just cut.
0: Some cut here's some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shut up. Get out of our face.
1: <laughs> we're done with you.
0: No, no, no. That's right. Ubosi was on the, the pup list. That's what I said. I said, I said... uh, Oh, Don't great. get on the pup list, because they will cut you. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. All right, so that's exciting. We have our... Uh, hopefully, we'll have the Vita Vea video up tomorrow night on YouTube's. We have the YouTube channel. Go search for us, uh, Buccaneers Observer.
1: Subscribe, and then I think you can hit the little bell thing and get notifications. Yes, yeah, so this
0: like year something. we're doing a lot of film work. A lot. We've got all kinds of stuff set up for that. We're actually getting... Kind of like a little studio thing going on here so we can do some YouTube That's the
1: holdup is we got to get our green screen going.
0: Look, you gave it away. It's a green oh. screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not, they wouldn't know otherwise. <laughs> We're getting our setup going. That's the holdup. But you'll be able to see our beautiful faces. Maybe, right? Yes. Well,
0: that's the plan.
1: <laughs> in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at Bucks underscore Observer. We're on Facebook and the YouTube. Search on the YouTubes for sure. Buccaneers Observer. You can reach us by email at Molly Bay at buccaneersobserver.com or ralph at buccaneersobserver.com. And then we're also on the World Wide Web at buccaneersobserver.com.
0: And don't forget to subscribe in whatever app you listen to or whatever. You know, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And also share. You know, it's always good to share. We don't do marketing and all that stuff. We're not one of these big uh The podcasters that have a bunch of money to spend on marketing and all that good stuff. So, you know, just share us. If you think there's anybody you know that might want to hear our version of what's going on with the Buccaneers. Our truth. Our truth, (laughs) as they like to say, as the kids like to say now. Yeah, so, you know, share us out there. and But don't forget to subscribe to us, man, because we love you listeners. We love your feedback and everything. Make sure you can hear us when we uh, put up new podcasts we do on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're going to try to keep this up during the week or during the uh, season. And I say try to keep that up because we're worried about we're going to want to do more. But we, we're, we're, we're trying to stick to three so we don't overload or burn ourselves out. But definitely we've got enough content during the season for three. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: For sure. We do the instant reaction. That comes up on Mondays. Then we do the game film breakdowns on Wednesdays, and then Fridays we do the...
1: The game preview.
0: So we've got easily enough material for three podcasts a week. And if that ain't enough for you, we'll bump it up to five. (laughs) I'll do five all day. That's going to wrap it up for us. Until next time, guys. Go Bucks! Boom.